Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, and I've used my Move the Ball system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize the same tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. Jen Garrett here. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. I'm glad that you're here with us today. As you all know, this podcast is about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. This episode is part of my special trainer series, where I'm interviewing performance trainers who coach professional and college athletes, get players ready with workouts in the off-season and with combine-specific training, and who just help athletes to perform at a higher level. And I wanted to incorporate this series into the podcast because whether you are a pro athlete or an all-star player in the game of life, we all need coaches and trainers to help us to advance, to move the ball, and to reach that next level both on and off the field. All right, so for today's episode, I've got one of Atlanta's finest running back trainers with me someone who definitely dominated on the field during his time playing college ball at Auburn. You're welcome for that, Brad. Inside the huddle with us today and ready to share his insights and experience is Brad Lester. Brad is a former pro football and SEC college football running back. As I just mentioned, Brad played college football at Auburn, and he and I have lots of fun with Alabama, Auburn, and SEC banter in general. And I know that Brad's chuckling over there as he gets all kinds of messages from me, texts on Instagram. Since uh, we are back in football season, and I'm sure next time he gets a roll tide text from me, he's going to just roll his eyes. So Brad, aka the speed genius, and we'll talk about how he got that name, trains NFL and college running backs, as well as other athletes, helping them to take their game to the next level. Brad, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on here. Well, I'm glad that you are here with us today. I saw you last month when I was in Atlanta. We had some great conversations during my visit out there, and I'm excited for us to continue the conversation on the show, talking about kind of your journey with football. So let's talk about you playing college football at Auburn and tell us about, I mean, you definitely dominated on the field. Obviously, we've talked about Auburn and Alabama games, and you showed me lots of film of you playing Alabama. But talk to us about what was it about you that helped you to really excel at the running back position? I, my honest answer to that, never knowing what I'm going to get on the field. I mean, we had so many great running backs at Auburn. You know, when I first got on campus, you know, we had, you know, uh, Cadillac Williams, we had, who was a first rounder. Ronnie Brown was in that meeting room, who was a first rounder. Brandon Jacobs, had, I think he had just left. You know, he ended up being a you know, pretty good NFL uh, running back and played a long career. You know, we had Kenny Irons uh, along with a few other guys. So I never was comfortable, which, I, which you know, obviously, you know, made me work or either I was, you know, not going to work and not make it. So just, the, you know, the will of wanting to be on the field and having an opportunity to play at Auburn, I had to really work. And, it, you know, it always kept me in that kind of mode to where never was comfortable. I always had to go over and beyond, especially being a smaller running back in the SEC. I only played at 180. 80 pounds, so really, really had to you know, just field. So, you know, just the things I had to go through just to even play special teams at that level and, you know, especially that being a starting running back for four years in a row, you know, it, it was a lot. It was a whole lot to get me. Sure. And so let me ask you this. Why why football? What was it for you about the sport that really made you love it? Uh, you know, it's crazy. Actually, <laughs> it's funny. 
I got a friend, uh, Brian Green, he's my neighbor. He was a lot older than me at the time. I remember being the age of six, I literally used to show up to this man's door, banging on the door to come outside and play football. I had full pads on, six years old. My, he's in like middle school, going to high school. I know I'm getting on his nerves. I'm showing up to his house every day, <laughs> literally like seven in the morning. I'm, I'm in my full pads, like, Man, let's go outside and play football. And then, um, you know, doing that. And then my brother, my older brother, uh, he played at Georgia Tech back in 1990 when they won the national championship. You know, just getting dressed up. And, and, and like, I would dress up to his games, like full pads, just to go to watch his games. So, you know, just the inspiration of them winning national championship and, you know, watching him play all through his career. I mean, that, that kind of always just, you know, motivated me to love the game. And as you know, I mean, I talk about in my Move the Ball book how there are so many different lessons that football can teach us to be successful, both on and off the field. And so what were some of those lessons that football taught you to be successful? Uh, so, like, the biggest thing I can use right now is for business. I mean, because, you know, football teaches you discipline and, you know, teaches you to go through adversity and you know, things don't always go your way. You know, that, that's how I relate it to business and life. So football taught me a lot. You know, after football, it's just how, how to get through adversity and, you know, deal with neg- negative comments that people have to say about, you know, whatever, or negative situations and just growing to be positive and keep working to better yourself. So you mentioned that football helped you to be successful in business. So let's talk about you currently training athletes. How did you get into coaching other guys? Talk to us about your story. I think for me, it, it started back when I was in high school. You know, uh, my parents and my mom, you know, they, you know, they were real big on finding a life after football. I mean, I couldn't think of anything else. I just wanted to be around football. You know, one of the biggest things that, you know, uh, was, you know, brought me is, you know, physical therapy and, you know, I thought we was on track with that, and they thought I was on track with that, and uh, something to do after after football. And I'm just like, you know, no, that's not what I really want to do. You know, that's when I had discovered, you know, exercise science major, and you know, I, I can be, you know, the strength coach for, you know, a specific college or uh, a professional football team. Um, but it just turned into more of I can be the specific strength and conditioning and position coach for my own personal clients, and it just kind of turned into my own business, opposed to just you know, being a strength and conditioning coach for a specific school. And how did you land your first client? Who was your first client and how did you start your business? So one of our first clients, funny story, um, Matt had a couple, you know, that here and there, but first known client that I had was Chris Carson, plays for the Seattle Seahawks. This is back when he had to be about 15 or 16. He was still in high school, still at Parkview High School. And, you know, I always knew he had the potential. I don't know how much he knew he had, but like I always knew, man, if, if this guy just keeps doing what he's doing and, you know, just stays, you know, working the way he works. It was crazy. He's still the same guy. He's still a humble guy. He still gives 110% on and off the field. I mean, great, just all around great guy. And I started with him. And then my second client after that, that, that was pretty known, was Alvin Kamara. This is back when he was about 17. So he was still at North Cross High School. And, you know, he just trusted me to, to work with him and, you know, to help him through the process of, you know, he went to Alabama and then transferred to Tennessee, but then had a great career. I mean, he's still playing with the Saints now. Uh, those are my first two guys that I really started with. And, you know, it kind of took my business off. And, you know, things just kind of was on airplane mode until this past year and a half when, when I started working with Najee Harris. Then I had the opportunity to work with the running back from all Tanks Bigsby. I only worked with him for a few weeks, but just had the opportunity to get those two guys under my belt just to show them what I, I could do and, you know, just helps build your resume. Um, a lot of people get that confused on 
you know, clients for is who you've had short-term and long-term. I, I claim all my clients that I've worked with at any time because it's just, it's more than just, you know, on the field. Like, you know, I help them with off the field decisions. You know, when they had a rough week, a uh, rough game, and I'm always sending an uplifting message like, hey, man, you know, don't worry about last week. That was last week. You know, let's m- move forward to next week. Uh, so I had some guys like Chris that I've worked with for six to eight years, you know, Alvin, two to three years, Najee for about a year, Tank for a couple of weeks. Um, I mean, I, I get clients of all sorts and, and they come from all, you know, all angles. And what is it about you and what you do that makes you unique and helps these guys to be better? For me, I, I believe it's, it's the fact that I actually did it myself. And, you know, once the guys see my highlights, you know, on, on my Instagram page or Facebook or wherever they see me that, they're like, man, coach, that, 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 you know, I, I want to do that. And then, you know, just the knowledge of the game, I've really been big on, you know, knowing the game and, and what, what's going to happen before the play starts. And then lastly, I mean, the fact that, you know, I have an exercise science degree. And so I played the sport, you know, I have the degree, I have all the certifications. And now on top of that, I, mean, I have almost 15 years of experience. And so when you look at guys like Najee, and as you know, obviously I'm a Bama alum, so love talking about Bama guys like Najee and Jace McClellan, who's currently at Bama. When you look at guys like that, that you train with, what is it that makes them special and elite at their position? So with Najee, I mean, I'll be honest, before the first session, you know, I, I knew what I could do to help. But, you know, I knew, you know, he had a big name behind him, you know, stuff like that. So I'm like, what can I really do that's going to help this guy get better? And, you know, so I just came up with this whole plan of things that he needed to work on. I didn't know if he was going to buy into it or not. When I tell you, man, that, that that's another good guy, man. And, and so people talk about his athletic ability and how good he is on the field. I mean, that's another person that, that's super humble, you know, do anything for anybody. I mean, just some of the stuff he's doing off the field charity-wise it, it is amazing. And I think that kind of goes untalked about. That, that, that was one of the, you know, turning points for his back jump stopping, uh, jump starting my career was getting him and start working with him and, and he trusted in, in the system. You know, I went to Tuscaloosa to work with him the first two times. And then after that, he had came to, um, Lilburn, Georgia here in Atlanta to work with me for a few weeks before the season and, uh, just bought into what I, what I was selling and it paid off for him. Uh, Jason's another guy and he goes a lot untalked about, but. I mean, that, that he's, he's one of the best running backs in, the, or he is the best running back in Alabama's running back room right now, in my opinion. He has a long career ahead of himself. He's, he's, he's only a sophomore. So I, I guess that's, that's why as many people don't really talk about him because a lot of people don't know, know what he can do. But, uh, I mean, I really look, look forward to see what he does over these next two years at Alabama. And I, you know, I can see him as one of the guys potentially breaking Nazi's record. I, I, I can feel it coming. And I, I, I know that's something that he, he probably has, you know, for his goals, too. Um, you know, as long as he stays humble, uh, he has a good family behind him. You know, he, you know his mom actually moved here from Texas, uh, you know, to be closer to him and to be supportive to him, which says a lot about her and, and the support that he has around him. Uh, I mean, that, that's huge for me. You know, the biggest thing I, I, I look at when, I'm, when I take on a client is what is he dealing with, you know, off the field, too? Is he focused? And, you know, to have family around and to have people around you that's, you know, in full support of you making it and, and achieving your goal. And that, that's where it all starts at. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to be successful, you really need a team of people around you. It's not just about the talent that you bring, but it's your parents, your your staff. I mean, everybody around you plays a role in you being able to excel in your football career. So talk to us about you growing your business. Like, obviously, you've got a digital presence. You're on Instagram. You're obviously posting a lot of footage. What do you do to continue to increase your brand awareness and let people know about who Brad is and, and all the great things that you're doing? That's something, honestly, I had to grow. I mean, I just kind of been more word of mouth. 
social media. I just now got with the marketing team to really start getting things out there and, and really, you know, trying to get business. Not that I need more. And that's what I kind of told them. I, said, I don't know if I need more. I think I need somebody that can have underneath me to help kind of, you know, develop to being another running back coach underneath me. Uh, just with the numbers and, you know, the way the business has grown. That's the next goal because things haven't even really taken off as far as they can. I've even had situations where, you know, I've had different teams approach me about coaching with their team or college coaching with their team. So I'm, I just don't know where I'm going to end up yet. It's just kind of hard to just kind of stop doing what I'm doing now. And, you know, with the clientele that I've built up, just start working for one organization. Sure. Well, you're doing great. And so, you know, it's a journey and I know you're enjoying every part of the journey as well. And I know you've got some other things coming up that you're planning. You've got a running back versus linebacker weekend that you're planning and doing in January in Florida and some other things. So talk to us about some of the, the upcoming projects you're working on. Yeah, that, that specific weekend. So I have two things. I have the Georgia versus Florida All-Star game uh, for the top seniors in Georgia and Florida. And then literally within that same weekend, I'm doing a national running back versus linebacker show, showcase that's going to, you know, basically showcase the top running backs and linebackers across the collegiate level. I mean, it's going to be a good experience because, you know, they're going to take a day or two to work on the linebacker side. We're going to have a day or two to work on the running back side. And then at the end of, of the showcase, we're going to bring them together and basically, you know, go one-on-one running backs versus linebackers, do a national ranking on, you know, where, where I think each one sits. Because, I mean, it's, it's going to be some of the top guys there. So that, that's what that's what excites me the most is that it's going to be extremely competitive. I'm going to have the top running backs in college football there. I'm going to have the top linebackers in college football there. And they're going to have a chance to compete to see who's the best and see where everybody stacks up. Sounds like a fun weekend. I hope I get an invite to check it out, Brad. Definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Come on down. Come on down. So I mentioned when I read your bio, I said that you're also known as the speed genius. And I said, we're going to get to how you got that name. So tell us, how did you come to get that name? It's funny. Literally was sitting around one weekend and we're just looking for something to brand for as, you know, marketing, just, you know, just to get people, you know, to even look at the name. I mean, you look at somebody's name and say, all right, you know, is it catchy? So it's funny. It was just sitting there one day and it's like, all right, you know, kind of smart, you know, I'm kind of smart at getting people fast. And then I was sitting with a couple people and they were like, kind of like, like a speed genius. And we were sitting there, it's like, let me, let's see if it's available. And I literally put it in the Instagram, put it into speed genius and it pops right up. And I'm like, I got to take this right away. <laughs> and I didn't know that people would actually run with it the way they do. But like, I go out places now or go to a restaurant or I'll be at a store or something and people are like, oh, there goes the speed genius. <laughs> so it kind of makes me laugh just to, you know, just to see where it started from on even just trying to create a name and a brand to build off of. Sure. And you just never know. I mean, you, you brainstorm some ideas. I mean, even with Move the Ball, you know, I wrote that book eight years ago and didn't know where it would go as a brand and as a movement. And uh, people now are always like, oh, my God, I love that. And I'm like, but, but eight years ago when I thought about it, I was just writing a book, you know, so it's, it's you just never know where your brand will go. Exactly. So what I want to do now, Brad, to close our show is I want to take you through my two minute drill. Just ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. First question is, when you were 10 years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? NFL player. <laughs> How about who would play you in a movie about your life? Ooh, that's a good one. What's the guy's name from All American? I'm going to go with that person. <laughs> oh, I don't. I've never watched. I mean, I know the show, but I've never watched it. Yeah, I'm going to go with that one. I'm going to go with that one. Okay. How about what is your favorite vacation spot? Miami. <laughs> How about what is your favorite ice cream flavor? 
Uh, I got to go with chocolate. Chocolate. Plain chocolate? <laughs> Just plain chocolate. All right. Next question is, what is a pet peeve of yours? Inconsistency. Mm, I like it. All right. How about what book are you currently reading or what podcast are you currently listening to? It's funny. I actually just started your book, <laughs> Move the Ball. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. You better enjoy it. Now, <laughs> next question, last question, is you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people, living or deceased. Who would you choose and why? Thomas Edison, mm. because anybody, anybody that can create light and like figure out how that works, I want to know who that person is because he can help me figure out a lot of things that I want to do. Uh, Denzel Washington. Ooh. Just because of his career and his success. Think about yeah. how long he's been an actor. And mm-hmm. then I actually got a couple more. I'm going to go with Jay-Z because, you know, just how he's able to do business and, you know, gain the revenue he is. And he has like the most beautiful girl in the world being one of the ugliest people in the world. <laughs> 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 and, then, and then I'm going to go with, what was the owner of Apple's name? The one that passed away three years ago. Oh, Steve Jobs. That I'm going to go with that because... I mean, if you look at the impact that he's had business-wise and just the brand that he's built, I want those four at my, my table. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask them all some questions, but hey, help me get what you got. There you go. Well, those are four great choices to have at a dinner party for sure. So as we look to close the show, I'm going to ask you one other question since you did play at Auburn with them. Obviously, we know some common people, Jason Campbell, my yeah, buddy, yeah. Devin, Aroma Shodu. <laughs> we have a funny <laughs> Devin story that we won't share here. But tell us what was your most memorable game at Auburn? To be honest, probably against Alabama. I mean, games of on the course. line. Uh, games on the line is Nick Saban's first year at Alabama. Uh, it's fourth and one, and you know we're in a situation. If we punt the ball, we're going to get on the ball back with about a good minute and thirty seconds left, which gives them plenty of time to go down the field and kick a field goal to win, or. We we go for it on, on our own 45. We turn it over. We're in trouble. Coach is like, hey, you know, what do you guys think? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Coach, they didn't stop me all night. Let's, let, let's, go, let's go for it here. And I get one-on-one. And I knew I was going to – just because I knew the play call and the way we've been doing things the whole night, I knew I was going to be one-on-one with, you know, that middle linebacker who in, who ended up being a first-rounder, uh, Rolando McClain. I mean, he's like six foot three, six foot four, two fifty at the time. And it's an ISO play. And – they gave me the ball. I, I run through him, run through a couple other people, get the first down, and it's ball game. So I'm going to say that was one of the biggest uh, experiences for me because, I mean, that, that, the way the crowd got loud and, you know, just the chills and the experience that night was amazing. Awesome. Well, Brad, let people know where can they follow you and keep up with you on your journey? Where are you at on social media? Uh, definitely. I mean, right now, just my, my Instagram seems to be, the, you know, the most popular and where I really do most of my marketing. So you just find me at, at the speed genius on Instagram. Perfect. And we will have that in the show notes so people can follow you and all the great things you're up to. And thank you so much, Brad, for being on the show. It has been a pleasure. Anytime. Have a good one. And thanks to everyone for listening. If you liked today's episode, please share it with someone else who you think would find the show to be of value. And if you have not already done so, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And thank you all for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Until then, make sure you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.